Now tuning in to Earbud Media. Audio for everyone. I have been freaking out since we last talked. Yeah. Last Wednesday. Right. Everything has changed. Taylor's version. Right. Uh, <laughs> my brain is going in like 10 different directions. I don't even know where to start. Hi, welcome to Into the 2012. Yes. Uh, we're here. We're back. We're here. We're never back. Left. And it's our freaking birthday. It's so. our we're, happy birthday. We're, we're birthday babies. Please tell us what gifts you got us. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um, it's us. We're the birthday babies. We're birthday babies. <laughs> we have provided an option of what to get us. Ooh. Which is very on brand. Sure. For us. Um, <laughs> we've provided the equivalent of a wish list, <laughs> but it's just one item. Yeah. Uh, which we can discuss later on. But hi, hello, sign the guest book as you come on in. Please. Get um, some cake. We have, <laughs> get some cake. Pop some champagne. Yeah, it's essentially the equivalent of like a corporate birthday party, but it's at 8 a.m. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you do have to wear your birthday hat all day. Everyone yeah, gets a birthday hat. That is hat. the law, yeah. Welcome to Into the Twilight. Yo. <sighs> hello. <laughs> um, I can't believe that we have been saying that for five years. Yeah, that's honestly, it makes me sick. It, it makes me want to <laughs> pass out a little bit. It makes me want to pass away. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do hate that. Yeah. I hate that a lot. We're 100 years old. <laughs> <laughs> we are father time. I am confusion, but that is okay. Yeah. First of all, can I just say that it's been five years and we still have not seen each other makes me convinced that I will literally never meet it's, you. And no, it's never going to happen. <laughs> at, this point, at this point, I have to commit to the bit so hard <laughs> that I'm never, I'm never going to the Pacific Northwest. I can't do it. I love that. <laughs> Anyway, welcome back to The Odd Couple. <laughs> That's us. <laughs> Hello. Um, how are you? I'm doing great. Great. Let's end the show. I'm, j- I'm jazzed about <laughs> my happy thing because I think you're going to freak out. Uh, because for previously, we had uh, big ship news, which was good and gave us a lot of joy. I mean, not good for like supply stuff and like the economy, I guess, but like good for us. But the fact that it was connected to the moon just oh, was right. just the, a lot of layers just, in that that gave us a yeah. lot of joy. This, I think, uh, scratches a similar itch. Um, I'm talking about big fish. <sighs> Cody. <sighs> Have you heard about the big fish, Allie? <laughs> A normal sentence that's said. <laughs> I'm assuming that you are not talking about the titular Big Fish bumper sticker that no. I unfortunately found out at around age 12 was, in fact, a reference to Christianity. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is not uh, Women Want Me, Fish Fear Me. <laughs> this is not Big Bumper Sticker. Um, this is just a, let's, a couple of days ago in the great city of Chicago. Okay. Um, a man was fishing. And he caught, I shit you not, a 72-pound carp. So, mm, 
So, so okay. Whoa. Yeah. First, sorry. You, the, I did not know where that sentence was going. But let me just. I'm just gonna drop a JPEG in here real quick. If you just wanna, because all I look. can imagine is like you shouldn't. You shouldn't fish where the titular shit was dumped, right? Right, like, the actual that's... shit, yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Can you that's... look at this JPEG for me? I can. <laughs> this for listeners at looks home, like something is... out of a fucking Wes Anderson movie. It's the most majestic photo I've ever seen in my entire life, and it gives me, it, I want it to be my new phone background. I love it so much. It is poetic. It literally looks like Abbey Road. It's like, the, but with a fish in a shopping cart. Um, and what's funny about this is, I mean, there's a many things funny with this. This is the funniest so thing I've much. ever heard in my entire life. But this is, like, actually indicative of a huge problem in Illinois that we've had for a really long time. Specifically, um, Asian carp is, like, a um, invasive species here okay. in Lake Michigan. And we, the state has literally spent hundreds of millions of dollars <laughs> trying to get them <laughs> out of Chicago and out of <laughs> Illinois. And there's there like so many mitigation processes. Like people were trying to like make them into burgers and stuff, and like do a rebrand of them to be like, "Hey, they're cool to eat. Please get rid of these fish because we can't. They're gonna destroy the lake and our infrastructure." And so much so that like this giant fish just gets pulled out from a guy who's just regularly fishing, just trying to get a, a regular ass right. fish. Pulls out this like a size of a like growing child, like a large child, right? Something that could feed. A group on Survivor for, a, like, a week. Yeah. So much fish. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, okay. <laughs> the composition of this photo, it's, immaculate. This should be should studied be in photojournalism and photography classes. <laughs> like, it, it's beautiful. Yeah. The invasive species are not a joke. Not a joke. I get that. Yeah. <laughs> it's That's not a joke. Yeah. I <laughs> did not. Know that this is gonna be your happy thing for today. I am laughing more so because I'm caught off guard. Yeah. Um. Listen, sometimes I gotta also, pull a pivot. You know, sometimes I just gotta. Sometimes you do have to to kind of bring me back to local news, which I do. Appreciate. I got a zag on him. You know, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> the last time that I uh, fished, I was five, yeah. doing it off of a houseboat or sure. the deck of my dad's houseboat, um, and. He may or may not have gone inside to get a beer, and I may or may not have fallen into the water. So, like, <laughs> allegedly. you know, <laughs> allegedly, um, and I may or may not have been allegedly pulled out of the water <laughs> with my dad having a beer in one hand oh, no. and him just pulling me out with my life jacket. You know, oh, so like, I it's don't. Like so many great formative childhood memories. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, really. So yeah, that's my that's my news. <laughs> that's my breaking fish update. Um, how are you, my friend? Oh, I um, I'm doing okay, yeah. and I feel like that's as much as I can say. I have not regressed as much as I expected. Ooh, I fully expected when I spoke to you last. Like, I don't know, folks. I feel like by the time that I'm here for our next episode, I'm going to be fully 2012 yeah. self. Yes. Um, and I'm I'm not there as much as I thought I was okay, going to be. So that's good. Yeah, proud of you. Um, it's a lot of restraint that, on your end. <laughs> <laughs> glad that all of these years of therapy are doing s- fucking something. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's nice. Um, but I will say there's just been an utter bombardment of 
everyone from like my first year of college just coming back from the woodwork and being like, hey, did you miss content from me? I'm here for you. And I was not, Mm. I was expecting one artist. I knew Taylor. And I was not expecting everyone else to be like, hi, hello, I'm also here. Yeah. All your faves are here. They're all back. (laughs) They're here. They're back. And I'm current events today is going to be wild. Um, But my happy thing for this week is Dylan O'Brien. He, (laughs) I, Public enemy number one or depicting public enemy number one, I suppose. Yes, depicting, (laughs) depicting public enemy number one. Um, Dylan O'Brien, I have unfortunately loved since 2009, 2010. Um, You know, when I was like deep into Teen Wolf. This is dark times, you know. <laughs> you know, dark times. Listen, that show went off the rails, but I did love him and that's okay. Yeah. I was not expecting this week in all of my scheduled crying time that part of the reason why I would be crying was because of Dylan O'Brien. Yeah. Specifically because of one of the things I love about this man, which is how well he portrays angry douchebags. Yeah. Which, you know, Taylor was like, oh, got you. I, yes, I need you. I have a specific role for you f- right. to fulfill. Um, and l- seeing him this week made me miss Teen Wolf. And that's a problem. That's the saddest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> because if I, and I know, and I know my limits, I can't go down that road because that's a dark road. Yeah. I cannot go down Steric Road. It's a, I have limits. But I am very appreciative of seeing him. And knowing that he is a good person that has not been ruined from that time period. Yeah. So, and also just the the good old memes from this so many great week memes. has been great. Um, but yeah, it's been a wild week. Yeah. That's for sure. Hell yeah. Speaking of a wild week, we have we have current events. We do. Breaking news. <laughs> I'm not going to say that y'all need to stop. I'm not going to say that. But also... What is happening? Yeah. What is this, like, Q4 push to be like, okay, we got to everything. It's got to go. Right. Everything The second go. the case do is in one prominent slash well-respected role, everyone yeah. in Hollywood gives her everything. And yeah. honestly, we love it, but it makes yeah. our jobs very stressful. Because <laughs> we got to talk about everything. it all, and it used to be nothing. <laughs> and now it's it everything. <laughs> We used to have to fill time with quizzes, people. <laughs> yeah. And that's fine. Now we have to do actual I, news. What the fuck? Now we've got, we have, we have news, actual <sighs> stuff to talk about. Anyways, could you tell folks about my most anticipated show <laughs> of 2022? God, I, I'm so excited. Okay. <laughs> this, this comes from a very girthy New Yorker profile of Miss K. Stew, which is lovely right. and comes with some very lovely photos. But in there were a couple of tidbits of upcoming things she's working on slash developing that are mm, exquisite. <laughs> <laughs> we already know she's got her directorial debut that she's already yes. working on in casting. Um, she's writing a TV series with her fiancé, Dylan fiance. Meyer. Fiancé, Dylan Meyer. But most importantly... More important than any of that. Yeah, fuck all of this. Fuck all of this. She's developing a, quote, gay ghost hunting reality show. 
cue me just falling down. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just collapsing. Immediate collapse. I, did we, did we accidentally say this as a joke at some point? I feel like you have ago. to have manifested this. And she was like, you know what? Fuck it. Sure. Yeah. Like, Casey, okay, so if you're listening, <laughs> you're welcome. And also, can we be on the show? <laughs> we are very Hello? charming and love ghosts and are gay. So I think we fit every part of this. We check all the boxes, Miss Stewart, please. <laughs> <clears throat> Ma'am, hello. This is, I, <clears throat> this is everything I've ever wanted. Yeah. Reality TV. Then gay. Great. Mm. Perfect. Then ghosts. Hello? Hello. Just saying. <sighs> it's everything. Think about it. It has everything. And the way she describes <sighs> it too is so beautiful. Because A, it's unclear the language, right? Right. Are they hunting for ghosts who are gay are they gay and hunting for ghosts or are they gay and hunting for gay ghosts (laughs) i don't know it's it's just it's not clear we're aiming for a richness hello yeah what what Uh, what do you mean describes it as a paranormal romp in queer space which that's us as a sentence means nothing there's nothing in that sentence that means that's just a lot of words but i do love it i love it so much Anyways, um, on to the most important news Yeah, for this week. We've been talking for the past two plus weeks now, months, whomever, about Kristen getting engaged. She has a fiancé. Fiancé. It's oops all marriage here. We got Guy Fieri. Everything's happening. Yeah. It's great. Everything's coming out Millhouse. Right. And tangentially related, for me anyways, is that it's oops all 2012. Because, hi, hello, Red is here. Yeah. Which is sort of connected, if you think about it. You know, because Taylor Swift, Taylor Lautner, you know, there's Red String. Yes. It's all connected. The problem, right, um, is that in the past few days, in the just minor time between when we record these episodes, Taylor Lautner, who might we just remind you all, in case you have the audacity to forget... Dated Taylor Swift for a hot minute. Right. Decided to propose to his partner, Taylor Dome. So again, Taylor's also with another Taylor. And it was on November 11th. He can't can't keep getting away with this. (laughs) I just don't. It's weird enough that it happened once. Yes. Right? Taylor Taylor. Hello. It's quirky and fun the first time. The second time. It's funny. I'm scared and concerned. The second time, it's a type now. Yeah. Now you right? have a, a sick fetish. Now you're like, hmm, now it's a thing, right? Because it's not even spelled different. Like, hmm. Anyways, so on Instagram, which he's been incredibly active on this past year, might I just say. Yeah. He posted two photos of him proposing to his fiance. <laughs> In a very, in a way that is very reminiscent of the Kenny G performance to Kim of all roses everywhere, just like candles everywhere. Just the most like dramatic proposal spot. Everything you would imagine like a stereotypical like straight dude would be like, uh, what do women like? Roses, right? Yeah. Candles, right? Ladies. Am I right, ladies? <laughs> like, <laughs> one of those fucking uh instagram neon signs right, right. ladies 
literally just walked into a Pinterest ad of a, like, Target showroom. You know what I mean? Literally. (laughs) And I'll say, Taylor, it does the job for an Instagram photo. I don't know if it was actually romantic, if that's what Ms. Taylor wanted. Yeah. But the body language looks cute. It looks cute. It looks cute. But (laughs) I just, I find it interesting, the timing of Kristen and Taylor. And then we have Rob off in a dumpster somewhere just just eating his nasty pasta. Just vibing in the sewers like a little rat boy. (laughs) You know? Is he still dating What's-Her-Face? I think so. I think I saw something recently that was like, uh, local trash boy Robert Pattinson (laughs) happy with Suki. Extra, extra. (laughs) (laughs) This isn't a a current event necessarily, but because the fact that this is coming out right near our podcast birthday, if I remember correctly, last week we did talk about doing just a little birth chart. Just a little analysis of (laughs) our psychosis. (laughs) (laughs) Now, it's been five years, which is very wild. I will never be over it. Yeah. We recorded our first episode, like, a couple weeks before we released it. Yeah. Why? Couldn't tell you. Who knows? We were so different back then. (laughs) (laughs) We were different people. We were babies. It was released, and we planned this very intentionally, to go (laughs) out for, on November 21st, which yeah. was the anniversary of the Twilight movie. Mm-hmm. Then it was the eight-year anniversary. Now, God. eight plus five. Ooh. Is Alistair math in real time, folks. <laughs> <laughs> so I pulled up our fucking chart here, and I'm I have not fucking dissected this prior. This is all just happening now. I right off the bat. I'm not shocked by this at all. Yeah. <laughs> um, because low-key, uh, not low-key at all, this is the most consistent creative project that I've ever had. Yeah. <laughs> right. And looking at this, that does not surprise me, mm. of seeing how many, <laughs> how many planets we have here in our podcast for, like, in Virgo. And it's like, yep. We just get shit done. It's just very organized. <laughs> it's just, yep, we're doing it. Love that. It also does not surprise me personally. Um, the fact that this podcast, one, um, has its Mercury, its planet of communication in the first house. So, okay. like, if this podcast was a person, the first house is rules your sense of self like how you look and so if this podcast was a person the planet of mercury which is about communication is in that sign which i think is just very hilarious to me yeah i do love that i love that and the fact that it's sag of like we've got good wit here we got logic we got stuff that can be deduced Ooh, all right (laughs) is very good and i appreciate that a lot and it makes me very happy and so this is something that personally i could dissect for a long time and i will <laughs> but i think the other thing here our planet or our podcast north node which 
is one of the nodes of the moon. Um, That is supposed to be, it is considered anyways, to be this, um, if you were like a person of like your guiding light, like what is your purpose in life? And our podcast has its north node in the ninth house. Okay. The ninth house is all about (laughs) these ideas of like um, focusing on education and focusing on like specifically like higher education yeah and things like that but it's specifically in the sign of virgo as well okay which for us is also a sign that is about communication and so i think that what is something that i appreciate looking at this and makes a lot of sense is like Look at all these things that are about communication on here. Yeah. Like the fact that our our North Node is like talking about like travel, talking about publishing. Like Ooh. literally this thing talks about like like all we talk about is books on here. Right. <laughs> like yeah. Um, How do they know? The stars know. The stars know. And so it is something that I think is very interesting yeah that's beautiful looking at this and the it's just like very like a very precise and analytical and what this show does is literally analyze books yeah like hello that's so interesting (laughs) i love that um so it's very cool i will probably dissect this far more on my own yeah Um, (laughs) in your free time (laughs) in my free time just for funsies um but looking at this, it doesn't surprise me why after all this time, I'm like, damn, um, just low-key waiting for this to fall apart. And our yeah. chart is like, no, uh, you low-key picked like a really <laughs> like good time to do this, uh, which I, I think is very cute. I so, love that. Lots of good energy on here. Fuck yeah. When we last talked about Frostbite, it was like weeks ago. So long. And so we remember. <laughs> um, the last thing that I remember was Dimitri was gone, girl. Yes. And Rose was God, just fighting with her mom. Yeah, fighting for her life out here. <laughs> <laughs> um, just, uh, just trying to piss her mom off by yeah. saying, "Like, what do you do with my dad? Where's my dad? Huh?" And yeah. finally, her mom was like, "You know what?" Fuck this kid. <laughs> I'm sick of this shit. Gave her a black eye, and that's kind of where we left off. Yeah. this These chapters, both these chapters are very much Rose's down bad, you know? It's not a great... <laughs> she's not doing so hot. She just got punched in the literal face by her mom, her literal mother. She has a yep. terrible black eye that as soon as she, like, walks out of the door... Everyone knows about it. Like, the second she yeah. is just, like, going this out. This medical like, center does not follow HIPAA. No, s- clearly not. Because, I mean, we already know this school is a bunch of, it's full of <laughs> gossips, right? But, like, yeah. clearly there is a mole in there. And I think is that fucking snake doctor. I think that guy was just <laughs> sick of her coming in every day with a new I can injury. only imagine that they've got fucking, like, those. I know some high schools have these. My high school didn't. But they've got these, like. TVs in the hallways that are like 
fucking asthma kids back in here and yeah. they just show the oh. like a school photo of this kid no. and every time that rose goes in the medical center they'll just like show her photo on there and it's oh like it's essentially like the equivalent of like the cannons and hunger games but yeah. they just put <laughs> they just blast those on the academy tvs just a poor child being like because oh, like how this? else do all of these people know yeah that she's just getting in there all the time other than the fact that like mia is just Maybe Mia doesn't really have any friends, and she just spends all her time in the medical center. Yeah, she's trying to get which the is scoop, sad. You know, yeah, she's she's yeah. down bad. Uh, but she is the first person to be like, "Oh my god, hey, is it true that your mom just fucking bodied you out there and punched <laughs> you in your own face? Your mother punched you in your own face." Um, yeah, and she's like, oh, "God damn it!" Like, maybe she doesn't want. Yeah, maybe whatever, <laughs> whatever. Um. And, like, you know, she goes back to their backstory and everything, whatever. It's kind of, we get, we know, we know. But she's, like, it's normally. It's so weird. The way they do all those callbacks. It's, like, we get it. We know. You don't have to do yeah. all this, whatever. But she's, like, normally I would have just left and not wanting to even, I just want to ignore her because she sucks and we're not friends and I don't care about her. But for some reason, I just wanted to just get in there, you know. And they have this yeah. little little face-to-face moment um and there's like definitely a weird part on rose's thing where she's just like because mia's like oh well it's clearly not an accident like that your mom like fully punched you in the face deliberately which is is even sadder than just getting punched in the face (laughs) by your mom like that's pretty sad um that's pretty embarrassing i would be embarrassed and she has this kind of, and Rose has this moment where she's like, yeah, yeah, that does suck. Um, and that second of, like, thinking about it just gives me all the vindication and all the, like, ha, gotcha, bitch kind of vibe. Um, which I hate. It's awful. Mia sucks. I hate that she's still even part of this. She's boring. Um, Especially because of the fact that it's not even Mia doing her usual, like, damn, Rose, you suck uh guess your mom hates you so much that she punched you in the face right um but mia even mentions the part of like it doesn't really look that much like an accident rose Uh, right it's like don't you guys have like rules of where you are allowed to hit and stuff it looks like your mom kind of ignored that yeah it's like like, fuck she's right (laughs) right we do have very strict procedures of not going above the neck or whatever and my mom's supposed to be, like, the best guardian ever. And she's the best she guardian that's that. ever lived. <laughs> so I don't know what. I'm I'm, I'm pissed. Yeah. And then we also get this interruption from, uh, like, the front desk lady or someone at the front desk or whatever. And Equivalent of a library secretary. Yeah, like, literally. No talk. And it says the strangest thing. And it's like, ladies, this is a lobby, not a lounge. <laughs> and... I have a question. What is a lobby if not a lounge? What is a lobby? <laughs> right. <laughs> if not a place where people just are. <laughs> like, yeah, she does this thing where she's like, all right, ladies, you yeah. need to figure out, are you going out or are you going up to your rooms? And it's like, ma'am, it's like, sorry, I thought last time I, of- last time I was concerned, like lobbies are the definition of the liminal space in between spaces right. where you people meander and are there. That is a lobby and a and a lounge. I'm confused. <laughs> Specifically in dorms, yeah, where it's like, right? damn, I have literally ten minutes before my next class. I'm right. Fuck I'm just around. Vibe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't want to go upstairs and get comfortable because I will fall asleep. So, yeah. 
Yeah, I was very confused by that as well. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, weird language aside, uh, Rose is like, I gotta talk to my girl, Lissa. I've not talked to her in what seems like 40 years. Days. <laughs> in days, I'm just gonna slam on her door and just come on in and get some good old-fashioned girl talk with the Bond babes, you know? It's been so long. It's been so long, and they clearly need to talk. Rose, much more than Lissa at this point, because Rose is like, yeah, I haven't told Lissa about, like, anything in my life, like, that I have a big old crush on Dimitri, and that my mom sucks, and, like, all those things. Like, I'm just, like, kind of bottling all those emotions, but she's like, finally, this is the time where I'm just gonna let it all out. And then immediately is not the case because Lissa has no. things she needs to say and Rose's solution to that is like okay I'll just keep bottling this up as even longer then this is great we, we don't have to share drama at the same time we can just <laughs> just do a Super transactional healthy. situation this is good this is how friends should be and this is how you talk to your friends your best friend it's been at least 50 pages since we have had Alyssa and Rose only conversation. Which fucked which up and cruel. Which is the opposite yeah. of the first book. Yeah. Because they are literally bonded. Um, and this first conversation that we get in so long is Alyssa being like, oh, what's wrong with you? Anyways, yeah. let's talk about me. And it's like, <laughs> what? happened <laughs> like how guys this this bond is important to the the text of this whole thing it's the most right. crucial part here and we're just like letting them do little check-ins once every couple chapters no thank you they these girls I, need each other okay i get it like i i know this feel of when you have a best friend and one of you gets a partner and it's like oh, shit, suddenly everything's different. Yeah. Um, and I do feel like this first part of the book is doing a really good job of explaining, like, showing how mm-hmm. that changes stuff. Yeah. Um, and it that seems, like, very clear of how this book is going to be. Yeah. Um, I, I imagine that it's going to change quite a bit when they are all forced into the ski lodge, a la fan fiction. Yes. <laughs> um, but I do feel like so far it's been a really good job of Rose being like, I have so much to tell you, and before I could have done this, we literally were on the run for two years. <clears throat> I could have told you this, and it wouldn't have been a problem, and now I feel like I have to, like, schedule a time to see you. Yeah. And it's, like, a whole thing. Right. And you can definitely see that, like, anxiety or, like, sadness, I guess, on that, yeah. too, with Rose, because she's just, like, like, I'm happy for you and Christian, but also, like, man you don't have i'm not your number one anymore in the same way not in like a gay way definitely not a gay way no not a gay way not a gay way but like man that sucks especially when it's the fucking um it's literally like life or death with them right and i don't know that (laughs) literally and i don't know that she that rose necessarily feels comfortable explaining that or if she even has the words for that yet yeah um and right now it seems like she's just feeling sad and blaming herself. Yeah. Yeah. Which she's sucks. like starting to feel some of the like spirit energy. Right. Um, even though she's like on the medication, she's doing better. She feels like herself still at some extent, but she does feel like there is something burning up inside of her. That's scary, yeah. especially with how we've seen how it goes when it goes unchecked, you know? Um, I do love this thing, though, where it's, like, her and um, 
the professor doing like their own little study hours, <laughs> secret study hours, yeah. about spirit stuff, which is really cute. And then being like, yeah, I'm just going to like figure out my own specialties and find out all these people that may or may not have been had spirit power. So they're like me. Right. I think that it makes sense, right? Because an independent study is kind of the only way for Lissa at this time, uh-huh. seeing as no one else, to her knowledge, has spirit. Yeah. Um, but I do like the idea that <laughs> this, just her and uh, this teacher are like, we got to figure it out. We got to hit the books. We got to do this together. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this conversation between the two of them in this chapter hurt. It felt so um, painful to read. It, it not only just painful to read, but it felt like, um, I don't even know what the word is I'm trying to describe, but it was like both of them, <clears throat> both of them wanted to say so much more than they felt like they could. Yeah. Very uh, restrained, restrained I guess. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just made it so much more painful. Like, I fucking love that as far as like reading it, but it yeah. doesn't make it any easier to, right. to read there. Um Especially because the fact that Lissa felt, um, like, one of the only things that she felt comfortable mentioning was that Rose was alone. And the only way that she felt comfortable solving that was for Rose to have, she thinks, solving it with Mason. Rather than what Rose really wants is to have Lissa back. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, no, not double but that's dates. not the solution. Yeah, <laughs> like, she's like, hey, maybe you'd be as happy as I am if you had someone like Christian, like I do, because I have boyfriend and I'm happy. Yeah. And instead of us being Bond babes, number one Bond babes, yeah. you should have old Mason boy who is clearly in love with you. <laughs> and that will yeah. fix everything and that will be good. Ugh. Which, Ugh. no. <laughs> God, I... I know this conversation so well, and so seeing it and knowing that Rose is essentially having this conversation for the first time, uh-huh. uh, it just sucks um, when that's not the solution. That's not – you're not really being heard yeah. there, um, which is rough. <laughs> so Yeah. Um, especially when Alyssa – isn't necessarily even wanting to have this conversation with Rose. Like Rose just kind of showed up on her door because she's, right. she's like, a, I'm getting ready to see outfit. my dude. I'm seeing, I'm getting ready for a hot steamy situation. And yeah. you're kind of just doing this to me. And I don't like it. And I'm not, I yeah. don't want to do it. It's like, ugh, be there for your girl, Alyssa. Be there right. for each other, Alyssa. Rose. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but, you know, good on Rose for leaving and trying to distract herself by packing her backpack and... Yeah, um, just talking about her definitely tits. Definitely not <laughs> talking about her C cup. Her, her beautiful boobs that no Maroi could ever have. Yeah, <laughs> Because their cause bodies are built all, different. Because <laughs> they are all apparently, like, tw- 2000s supermodel bodies. Like, yeah. Have no... Just all skin and bones. Absolutely. Um, um, then we get, um, <laughs> and things get a little, things get a little steamy, um, because this chapter ends with Rose sort of abruptly being back into Liz's, uh, brain slash eyes slash head. Um, and they're having sexy times. <laughs> yeah. Liz is like, uh-oh. <laughs> the fact that the, 
chapter ends and Rose is just like trying to go to bed. Literally just trying just, to sleep. She's had a just, terrible day. Nobody likes her. And she's just getting through, pulled through the ringer right now. Right. Just wants to have a nice little sleep. And has to get interrupted by fucking Lissa Christian sexy times in the chapel. Yeah. Attic. <laughs> It's just, it's just the worst. Rose is just listening to her 2005 CD of meditations, just like trying to go to sleep. Yeah. And gets ripped into Lissa's head yeah. mid makeout yeah. with Christian. Hello? I hate this. The last thing that Rose needed. Rose does right not now. need this. And I don't want to read it. I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> don't like it because it's. It's rough. It's rough because it is coming from an a third party perspective, yes. you know, and she's obviously like has no choice but to be like a lurker in this situation. Like she can't really she's trying to get out of it, but really it's it's rough stuff. Um oh, it's uh it's so so intimate and very strange and definitely not horny for Rose, even though I wish I mean, she she, you know, wink I think that it is, um, what struck me the most about this chapter, at least the first part of it, when Rose is in Lissa's head, was one, Rose was like, first of all, I was literally asleep, so why, excuse me, um, second of all, (laughs) what also struck me was suddenly how, um, like, pure i get how chase yeah like chat like yeah uh the like um rose became of like first of all no one should be allowed to see this kind of kissing like right. um she goes full like puritan in a matter yes. of seconds it's very funny um i think there's a little bit of a territory situation going on oh here. my god yeah first of all she's pissed that because she's in Lissa's brain. She cannot see Lissa. She just sees Christian. She's like, I don't want to see Christian doing anything. Fuck this. But in a, you know, straight way. But in, like, a very straight way. No, no, no. Absolutely. Um, and it's just, it's so funny. It's so, like, I hate it, but it is funny. It was, the whole time, it was just like, hey, 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 stop. Yeah. Stop this. Right, like, please, God. You're like, her in her room is being like, please, God, get me out of here. I don't want to do this. In a uh, weird way, it reminded me a lot of, um, oh, God, I'm forgetting her name now. Um, but I think it was, was it Mel in mm, The Host? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When she would be like, hey, knock it off. Like, I don't, I didn't ask for this. Like, stop. Stop. <laughs> I not want to be a part of this situation. And I'm yeah. sure you don't want me here. So. Right. Let me go. Um, but she's because Liz is just so passionate and has so many emotions it just yeah. sucks her in and it makes it really hard for her to break out because her feelings are so strong and that was the thing that was wild is like rose kept being like i need you to just like take a breather do something so that like if this feeling stops i can leave you can bow but out Lisa, yeah. Lisa was not was oh. not doing that oh um but i think you know finally <laughs> finally rose was able to kind of get out of the situation um and it was yeah that was wild um i do love too as soon as she breaks out she's like obviously i didn't want to have sex with lissa but there was a same pang inside of me 
that frustrated feeling that I was no longer the center of her world. Hey, Rose. Hey, Rose. It sounds like you do want to have sex with Lissa. <laughs> seems like you, you know, love Lissa, like, more than friend love. You Rose? know how, like, after you get ripped out of being in your Bond babe's head <laughs> while she's having me. sex, um, and you have these utter pangs, you just go right to bed, wrapping your arms around yourself, curling into a ball to squelch the ache in your chest. Lissa, like... Because of her, Rose, that's not straight. Hey, Rose? That is literally the textbook definition of yearning, Rose. Literally. Which is a gay trait. <laughs> it's a gay yeah, trait. you, actually, I don't know if anyone's ever told you this, Rose, but you can't yearn if you're straight. You can't, it's, it's illegal, it's against the law. That's <laughs> yep. Um, that is, and I thought, um, I made this joke a lot when we were reading the first book of like, hey, how did anyone read this and think right. they were, <laughs> like, this was a, the bond was a straight thing. These two paragraphs are the gayest thing I've ever read. Ever. <laughs> um, so, great. Good. Let's cool. just move on for that. And, um. <laughs> Just <laughs> pretend like Rose is definitely not having a yearning yeah. for her Bond Bay, but that's yeah. fine. Rose wakes up, has a little Let's moment with Mason. Let's go beat the shit out of some stuff. Just wants to beat the shit out of stuff. Has a little boring moment uh, with Mason. God, Mason's being like, so hey, uh, you love me, and even when I have black eye, like, I, I, whatever, you, I'm, I know you're obsessed with me. Um, would you want to hang out for Christmas? Because uh, I don't want to be alone. <laughs> and I think I would rather die. Um, and Mason's like, fuck yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, you're like a human or whatever. Yeah, you are you a, can a meat puppet. Me. Yeah, you are. You do have flesh so, and bones and can speak. And are fully committed to whatever I'm doing right here. So, yeah. Great. And uh, holidays remind me of how lonely I am. So Christmas or whatever. So, and he's like, Yeah. yeah. Thank you. I love you. I mean, thanks. Yeah, chill. <laughs> Sick. Uh, can't wait. <laughs> Rose's like, cool. Finger guns. Gotta go. Yeah. Beat some shit up. <laughs> and then it's practice time, baby. Subtle. No longer with her mother. Demetri's back. And it um, gets and wild. Super chill, both of them. Mm, they are fully in control of their emotions and their feelings. And Very mature for They're processing them. this very well. Mm-hmm. No notes. It's That's been, it. <laughs> it has been maybe 24 hours. Yeah. <laughs> since Rose and Dimitri have seen each other. Yeah. In this time, we have no idea what's happened to Dimitri. Other yeah. than, presumably, he has slept. Went to sleep for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> he has changed. Yeah. He's done everything that he's needed to as a human, question mm-hmm. mark? Who's to say? Rose on the other hand, has had a lot of experiences. So many. Has had a lot, every And has had nobody to talk to about with at all. Nope. Just bottled that shit up. And now, doesn't want to talk, just wants to punch. Wants to punch. Is that like, so much to ask for? Just let her punch. You know, homegirl needs to punch. And she's got her hair down because she wants to cover her black eye. And <laughs> doesn't want to make her to see her as a, like, bruised vegetable or something. <laughs> And yeah, so she doesn't want to fucking talk about it. She doesn't want to fucking no talk words. about it, okay? We're just here to punch. It's all punch over here in these parts. And Dimitri's being weird about it and being like, your How hair long is do your bangs the- need to be? Yeah. <laughs> it 
to like cover <laughs> the black eye. I'm sure she's fully like her hair is like in front of her face fully in order to right? cover it. You know, like I don't even think does she canonically have bangs? No. So she's like, either just has, made swoosh bangs right. overnight. DIY swoosh bangs. Yeah, she's DIY grown swoosh bangs. bangs. Yeah. Or she has ring-girled herself, and she has all of her hair in front of her face. Which right. then, Dimitri is not being out of bounds for saying, bitch, move. <laughs> this your is distracting. Like, it doesn't work. It's not even just distracting. It's like, you have your hair in your face. Get, it's not good for punch. It's not good Get for it me. out of your mouth. Like, stop. Because, <laughs> like, there's a lot of talk about how beautiful and gorgeous her hair is in this moment oh, that like, dude fucking lot, loves her hair and Demetria is fucking horny for this hair <laughs> but like I get no actual description of do we have bang do we have some sort of side swoop situation what yeah is, is it a swoop or is it like you're gonna die in seven days like what is it <laughs> I just need to know Rochelle please <laughs> Rochelle, please give us a visual here <laughs> this is the one time you've skimped on yeah. describing a situation yeah and she's so good at it. <laughs> I know. Anyways, then it gets too too horny. <laughs> too, we get a oh. like we get a Pride and Prejudice handhold moment up in here. Oh. You know what I mean? Like because Fuck. Home, home I love a handhold. She's like against the wall, back against the wall. Dimitri's like He says her me. name in italics. Hello? In, yeah, the power. <laughs> and you, I'm sure you can hear it. <laughs> And he's like, like, stop it. Stop. <laughs> God. Like, it just, every, uh, <laughs> it reminds me of that vine um, when the guy, <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about? The vine where the guys, um, the only thing that comes out of their voice when they're playing the guitar and singing is the guitar sound. Yes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, when he says her name, it's just like in that I- italic indie guy voice. Yeah. Oh, and the handhold, like, I'm literally, Dimitri, whatever you want. Yeah, I literally blushing bride over here. Like, the 2005 version of Pride and Prejudice just came out in the canonical version of this book. Like, I, hello. The influence is apparent okay? (laughs) It's the only thing that Dimitri watches in his downtime. Like, that is how he understands romance. There's a lot of heavy breathing. There's a lot of pauses. There's a lot of intense gazes. Add oh my each God. other, little, but, little little hair touches, a little bit of what a little wanting more of a touch, but they cannot because they're in a professional relationship and that's not allowed and it's not appropriate. Oh. But it is quite horny. It is it's so <laughs> it's, horny. It's kind of fucked up, to be honest. Uh, and then immediately, like as soon as he like realizes that he's like kind of maybe crossing a line perhaps getting a little too in for his britches in the moment um his britches he's like a little too far in the trench coat i suppose um he is like immediately goes back to like very stoic dimitri and it's like yeah it looks fine it'll heal like, <laughs> like sorry Fucking edward cullen sorry sir you just had a very tense sexual moment pushing that hair outside of her face to see that black guy and you're like yeah. you know what it looks good. You're tough. Uh, great. Can we practice? Should we do stuff? <laughs> First of all, rude. What yeah. I loved so much about Rose in this moment yeah. is that she, rather than doing what I would have expected of her, which is to be like curse at him, probably. Yeah, right. She's like, you know what, Dimitri, fuck you. Yeah. This isn't a fucking Christmas special. Like, this is my life. Mm-hmm. And 
like these miracles that you're talking about of like making peace with my mom, they can't just happen. So stop this whole like Zen profoundness crap and like talk to me like I'm a real person because the stuff that you're saying isn't real. Right. And the fact that. I just live in this little fantasy. Okay. Yeah, because she's finally calling him on his bullshit and saying, like, you are, you do this as a mechanism to try and distance yourself. Like, shut up and talk to me like a real person. Yeah. And he's like, excuse me, don't, first of all. <laughs> and he's like, don't call me out on what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, but this is my, f- oh, this part where Ooh. he gets, like, angry. Oh, my God. Literally, like, 14-year-old me was, like, sweating reading this. I was like, oh, my God. 20, almost 28-year-old me yeah. was sweating. Yeah. Hello? Oh, my God. God. This I need, man. I need a fan. <laughs> this man who's being angry with full awareness that he is not going to hurt her. Right. But being like, don't tell me what I am feeling. Right. Because, like, he, and that's just in response to her being, like, trying to just be a little more petty and stuff, even though she knows it's not true. But she's like, you don't even care about me. Like, I'm just a student to you. And obviously it's not the truth. And he's just like, you don't know how I feel. And it's like, oh, oh, stop it. Stop Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And it's so annoying because I'm fully aware. I'm fully aware that this man is an adult man. Yeah. Rose... Is not an adult. Yeah. Even though she has a C cup. Even Girl, though I had a C cup at like 10. So <laughs> it's fun. That does not, a C cup does not an adult make. Yeah. Um, most, most people that have boobs are probably a C cup if they were fitted properly. Um, but the, okay. So I know that this relationship is wrong. I'm but, aware of that. But, but, but this man, Ooh. I get listen, I understand now. Yeah. He's I get so large I get why. And he's so passionate. <laughs> he's just, and he wears dusters. He wears dusters. Come on. Um, I understand. Do I agree with it? No. But do I get it? Yeah, I get yeah. it. Yeah, I get it. And the fact that he was like, No fuck you, Rose, like I've learned my control. <laughs> like I'm fine. Yeah, I'm good. I, get I got it. it handled. I'm strong and I have everything under control. Rose. <laughs> and then she's like, oh, yeah, bet. And then yeah, just kisses what if I, him. What if, though, if I just, like, kissed you right now, though, bro? What if I just kissed you? Would you have control? What if I kiss you, bro? What if I kiss you, bro? Square up. What if I just kissed you? And she does. And he, where the control go? Dimitri. He fucking melts. Melts away. Oh. Passionate. It's hot. <laughs> like, hands shaking. Yeah. Kisses back. Excuse me. He literally is just like fully shaking. He's like, he's like don't, don't, ever, do, don't, don't ever do that again to me. <laughs> don't you ever. Ugh. Don't. Uh, I can't do this. Stop. Stop. <sighs> I can't. I cannot. The fact that he was like handshaking, fully blushing, like fucking blushing bright was like, you d- don't do that again. And yeah. Rose is just like, then don't, don't kiss me back. Yeah. Don't kiss me back. All right. Bitch. And <laughs> just like, <laughs> oh my God. Excuse me. Hello. Excuse me, Frere Roche. Ms. Hello. Roche. Ms. She is, Roche. She has entered the building and she's what not the- fucking around. No. No. 
the fact that Dimitri, when he gets flustered, handshake, which not good for the profession he's in, but that's fine. We yeah. can deal with that later. Sure, sure, sure. And he just starts like muttering in Russian. Love it. Love it so much. So good. So I have no idea where this is going to go next. But I love it. But I am hooked, baby. Yeah, especially because I fully thought that we would be, like, in the ski lodge by this point. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they're really edging the whole ski trip. They're just going, like, I know. the ski trip is coming. And it's, like, it's been several weeks now of just the promise of the ski trip. And I just want to be there. I want to be in that lodge. Yeah, it seems like we're close to Christmas, so I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Um, but we have chapters 9 and 10 next week. So yeah. who's to say? We'll, we will figure it out. Um, before we get to our patrons, though, I realized that we have not discussed our, what we want folks to get for our, our birthday. Oh my God. We teased it so long. Sorry. We teased we were, it. We were really we unintentionally edging you. I, I apologize. <laughs> yeah. So we do actually have something. If you all would like to get us something for our birthday, would you like to tell folks? Absolutely. To celebrate Five years of this five program. Years. Five years. We have two items of merch coming out. Two designs for merch in many two different. Two designs, many different items. You can put them on whatever the fuck you want. You can, yeah, you can do whatever. They're cute as fuck. They are designed by the Ray Sumlin, <sighs> who is great. Her socials will be in the episode description, and the links for all of them will be in the description. Um, they're cute as fuck. I'm really excited about it. I'm these obsessed. Um, and it's been a while since we've done a little merch, a little cheeky merch drop, you know? It's been a minute. Um, one that I'm immensely excited about and will be getting on everything is our, like, updated vampire list. Yes. The fangs are back, the fangs. baby. Better than ever. Yes, I'm immensely excited. Uh, when we got these made, they were, I was screaming. And yeah. so. Hooting and hollering. <laughs> that is one of the best ways that you can celebrate our birthday is yeah. getting content from us. Fuck yeah. For you. For you. Know, you. So everyone, everyone. For us and for you. And yep, for, me. for everyone. <laughs> and and for you. For you, know? you specifically. <laughs> you. Um, we have some amazing patrons to thank. Would you like to start us off? Absolutely. Thank you to Katie Black. <sighs> boo, 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 boo. Thank you to Kylie Minty. Thank you to Alex Dornan. Oh, shit. Ooh. <laughs> Thank you to Carrie Goldberg. Wayo. Wayo. Thank you to Mickey Meyer. Thank you to Rebecca Cullen. Ooh, ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Thank you to Mulch Gray. Mulch. <laughs> Thank you to Taylor uh, Brown, uh, Town, uh, Lautner. Yes. Thank you to Danae Swan. Woo! Ooh. Thank you to Jasmine Anastasia. Thank you to Cassandra Bomer. Woohoo! Thank you to Megan Pattinson. Thank you to Cassandra O'Shea. Wow! Ooh. Thank you to Rachel Seeker. Thank you to Alexandra Ozera. Thank you to Aaron Weber. Thank you to Clara Belikov. Ooh. 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 
thank you to Katya Karp. Who was not found in Lake Michigan. Not found. Not the big fish. But you <laughs> are in our hearts. Fish. You are in our hearts, Katya. You are the big fish in my heart. Yeah. Thank you to Maddie Facinelli. Ooh. 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 Thank you to Genevieve Morgan. Thank you to Kelly Beck. Ooh. Ooh. Thank you to Sophia Salinger. Thank you to Laura Forty. <sighs> Woo! Ooh. Thank you to Abby Penn. <laughs> Thank you to Catherine <laughs> Hathaway. Woo! Ooh. And last, but certainly not least, thank you to Dan Zeklos. Hell yeah. Go piss girl. <laughs> so, after the feedback that we received <laughs> from Cody last week. Yeah, the feedback we gave. <laughs> The feedback that we gave. Um, I received a fan fiction from our unofficial intern, Taylor Browntown Lauder. Thank you, Taylor. <laughs> I'm scared. Um, that is more contextually relevant to our podcast. This is from the Vampire Academy and Princess Protection Program crossover <laughs> section. Okay. All right. Now, I personally know what Princess Protection Program is. Sure. Have I seen it? No, because I was in high school. Yeah. So I had to look this up. I knew that Demi Lovato and Selena Gomez were in it, but I didn't know. And I knew that it was about princesses, obviously. (laughs) But I didn't know who else was in it. When I Googled this, I was shocked to find out that the one, the only Nicholas Braun was in this. Oh, yeah. Fucking Cousin Greg. Mr. Greg, yeah. Is in this. So that's wild. Um, This fanfiction is titled Vampire Princess Rosalinda, and it was written by I'm a Skyscraper. Now, hopefully this summary will make sense to you, because it fucking doesn't make sense to me. Great. (laughs) This story has been written for a while, for two years, to be honest. It's a crossover of Vampire Academy, Rose and Lissa, Princess Protection Program, Rosie and Carter, and Twilight. (laughs) It takes place in the Battle of Breaking Dawn Part 2 of Twilight. By the way, not my best work. Enjoy. (laughs) Great. So, um, also, this was published in 2016. So, okay. um, It's really, like, it's new. Yeah. I would argue. Relatively to things we've seen before. Yeah. Yeah. Um... So, there's a lot happening here. The fact that there's a rose and a rosy is really fucking with my brain a little bit, but... Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, okay. So, I'm gonna go read this, and if it makes sense to you all, God bless. (laughs) Vampire Princess Rosalinda Rosie Hathaway is the total opposite of other vampires in her 15 age group. 15 age group. Okay. Her older sister is half-human and half-vampire Rose Hathaway... Rose's best friend, Lissa, is also a princess. Princess Lissa Dragomir. Lissa and Rose are 17, as Rosie is 15, and her protector is to be is her hopefully best friend, Carter Mason. Rosie's sister is Lissa's soon-to-be protector, just like Carter is her soon-to-be guardian. Rosie feeds off her girlfriend, Carter, while they are in London, Ontario, Canada. Side note, this feels like a fucking math word problem to me. 
<laughs> I feel like. <laughs> okay. Lissa sits in the corner, writing, while Rose drinks some rum <laughs> before pushing her hair to the side. Drink a little, Lissa. You need your energy, Rose states gently, moving notebooks off Lissa's lap, giving Lissa access to her neck. Oh, I thought she was talking about the rum. Lissa surrenders and bites. <laughs> Rosie nibbles on a mint while making a sandwich for Carter, who is now drinking orange juice and has a piece of paper towel to her neck as she lays on the bed. Thank you, C. Rosie thanks. No problem, Rosie. You need more blood than Lissa since you are younger. End scene. Wow. I feel like there's going to be a question after this that is like, how many pints of blood did Rosie give to Ro Like, yeah. There's a lot happening here. I personally need to dive in and figure out why Nicholas Braun was in this movie and in what context. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because was that his start? Is what? that what he's known for? Is that his his trajectory? His just... Were the people in succession like, oh, yes, we need the man from Princess Protection Program. Yeah. Anyways, thank you, as always, Taylor. Your notoriety or work... Mm -hmm. on fanfiction.net continues to confuse me but i appreciate it on the but list. thank you for your service <laughs> yes um enjoy your cupcakes for us yes um i will need to get something for myself to celebrate yeah, yeah. but until next week when we are on our way to six years oh, um nope. <laughs> as we can say here in the pacific northwest get bit and get whipped and Ooh. blow the candles up for us. Yeah. Into the Twilight is an earbud media production. You can follow us on Twitter at Into the Twilight or on TikTok at Into the Twilight Show. You can find me at Cody Corral on Twitter and Allie at Alexandria Does. And you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash into the twilight. We have merch, so much stuff. All those links are in the episode description. And make sure to rate and review us on your favorite podcast hosting platform. It really helps the show. Thanks. Bye. You've been listening to Earbud Media Production. Earbud Media, audio for everyone.